back to another episode of Fit Alpha Female Podcast. You guys know I kind of was talking about in the beginning of this year that whenever I feel inspiration or just like a really good thought or have a really good conversation, I'm just going to allow myself to kind of just come on here and talk to you guys about that topic or thought or conversation and really just bring value. And so I had a different topic planned for this week's episode, but I actually thought that it would be super, super beneficial to do it on this topic, which, okay, if I'm going to be honest, you guys, I was very, I don't know if hesitant is the right word, I guess I could say, like hesitant to talk about this topic because I don't know. I just think for a lot of people, money, debt, finances can kind of be something that's a little like hush hush or people, a lot of people feel maybe like embarrassed to talk about it. A lot of people can feel like just shy, especially if they grew up in a household that, you know, money was, you know, hush hush, you don't talk about it or, you know, just different sorts of things. Uh, But a couple months ago, I was actually actually made a reel and I posted it on my Instagram and it was kind of relating. um, It didn't have anything to do with debt, so to say, but it was definitely a reel that was about how uh, just like fitness coaching and finances and expenses and how, you know, that a lot of fitness coaches, they can just put too much expenses into their business, especially in the beginning, uh, because I do think with a lot of different mentorship programs that are out there right now, um, they can not pressure you, but try to like persuade you to hire on way too fast. They can, you know, say that you should have all these expenses because maybe in their eyes, they're trying to help you grow and scale a ton more. Um, But, you know, you're just not there financially and it can cause a lot of stress. And I see a lot of coaches struggling with that. That was something that I struggled personally with. So I made that post and um, to be quite frank, like the comments in my DMs both completely blew up with a lot of other coaches saying, Hey, like, this is something that I've been struggling with. This is, you know, financially, I've been really struggling on the back end, uh, relating this, even if you're not a business owner or anything, it could be that, you know, society really just expects us to go to college, maybe even like, um, again, <laughs> I feel like the, just the common thing of life is like, you go to college, uh, you get married, you buy a house, you take out loans, you take out debt. Um, and so, I think for this like episode overall, I was debating it because I was like, oh, like, do I share my story? Do I share this? But I just know that this, if this can at least help at least one person, um, you know, that's going to be worth it to me in the end. And especially after making a Instagram post too, as well, by the time I publish um, this episode here, I will 110% be debt-free, which is crazy. Uh, I'm 23 years old right now. And I made a post on Instagram also saying like, hey, you know, I'm just celebrating. I'm debt-free and everything. And I wanted to kind of just make a post and reflect that because I know some other coaches follow me as well. And I got a lot of really good feedback on that. And um, that was another reason why I wanted to publish this episode because I did get asked some tips and tricks and like what you guys are looking for and everything too as well. Um, so yeah, let's dive right into it. Um, before actually I dive into it, I do want to say, just do a little bit of a disclaimer. Uh, this is not uh, any personal financial, like I'm not saying that you should do this for yourself and your circumstances. Uh, obviously I'm not a financial expert by 
any means, you guys, even if I say, hey, like make a little flex, like, hey, I'm debt free, whatever. Like, no, I'm not a financial expert. I'm not a um, financial person or anything like that. I'm just going to tell you guys my personal story and where I was at. I'm going to give you guys some tips on like what I did to basically cover my debt and everything like that. And um, hopefully you guys can get some, you know, tips from it, get some value, get some insight. Feel free to message me on Instagram, uh, shoot me an email, anything like that. If you have like any questions or if you just got value out of it and you want to say thanks, like I always really appreciate that. So I kind of just want to go into giving you guys like a little bit of my background, especially if some of you guys are new to the podcast or maybe like you follow me on Instagram, you've been maybe in mentorships with me but you don't really know a ton about me. So my background is right now, like I said, 23 years old, live my Jordan year. Hell yeah. Um, so 23 years old, I first got started into coaching, uh, coaching friends and family members when I was like 16, still in high school, obviously. Um, I went, some people don't know this, but I went to college for um, only like one year in a semester. So I never finished college. I'm college dropout, went full-time into my business and never really looked back. Um, I was working like, three jobs or so, and we'll kind of get into that. But I did want to preference this too, is that I did spend some time in college. It wasn't a full, I wasn't, I didn't go to college for a full four years. I have some friends that did. Um, so I do have to say, even right then and there, I'm not going to have the amount of debt that someone who went to college for four years and maybe even got a master's degree or a doctorate or anything like that is. So that is like, I do have to say, of course, like, that's where I'm not going to have as much debt as someone else. But that doesn't mean you should get discouraged and be like, or even just say like, oh, like Alicia had it easier because she only went to college for a year and a semester. Like, no, like the college I went to, you guys, was a private school. And so just off the bat there, uh, I was paying a lot more than just like your general um, tuition fee. It was a lot more like I went for a year and a semester. I did get a good scholarship going in, but then I ended up dropping it. Um, I got in for a scholarship for public speaking, but a lot of people don't know this either. I felt like at the time, the college wanted me to speak on things that I didn't personally believe in. And so I basically said, no, like you can't pay me money, the scholarship for me to talk on stuff that I don't believe in. So I said, screw to the scholarship and then stayed the rest of the year, stayed one semester and then dropped out. And that was a pretty good scholarship. Um, they were paying me, I think it was like 25,000 a year. So it was, it was pretty good, but I dropped it. I just didn't really care. Like my morals and values are mean more to me than, than money ever will. But anyway, that's a whole other conversation. So I dropped my scholarship. So after the year in the semester that I went to college, I would say that I had roughly almost 20 K in debt. Let's just say roughly, it was somewhere in between like 17 to 20 K uh, in debt. And it was like two different student loans. So um, I had that like coming out of college. And then around the same time, then when I first started college, I'm pretty sure it was like, when I was 18, 19, probably 19 at the latest, um, <clears throat> I did get my first credit card too as well. So I just went, I just, I just remember like, I don't even know why I got the credit card. If I'm being honest, I think it was just because like, I was told like, oh, you should get a credit card to start building your credit score or whatever, and you're younger, it can be nice to have it on hand. Um, and then I just got a, a Discover credit card for my first one. So I was like, okay, cool. I have this Discover credit card. And so then I was basically, before I quit college, and then also like right after I dropped out, I was working three jobs. So I was a trainer at a gym. 
Um, and then I, I moved into like the manager position, was managing a few different gyms. Uh, I was just starting up my online coaching business on the side. So I had clients there that I was working with. And then I was also working as a cook at a kitchen. And I would do that from 7 p.m. at night until midnight go to bed, sleep four hours, get up at four, four, four 30 AM, get ready, go to the gym and start training clients and do that um, in the morning. And then in the evening too, as well. So then I was doing that and then discover card. And then I had my student loans, like I said, then I dropped out of college was working. And then that leads me into like starting my business. So this is one thing I do want to point out to a lot of people when they do start a business, and this is going to depend on like what type of business that you have. But I would say like majority of people who are listening here are probably going to be like fitness coaches like myself um, or yeah, just kind of in the fitness area, I would say majority of people. And so, or just some sort of coach um, in the industry. So when you start a business though, sometimes you can take out business loans and Okay. I feel like if you did have um, a type of business, I don't know anything about like selling a physical product, but maybe it would be like a little bit more understandable if you took out a loan like for that. But again, I could be completely wrong because obviously I don't have like a specific physical product that I sell. But the pros of me, I have never taken out a business loan myself ever, like never have is um, right now, I didn't have to worry about paying that debt back. And I didn't have to worry about like, again, having that another loan tacked on top of like my credit card, and then also my student loans. Um, but on the flip side uh, of not having one is I didn't have any at the time, guys, I was like 19 years old, I didn't have any business savings, I didn't have any money saved up. Maybe that would have been the smarter, smarter thing to do is like keep my three jobs, build up my savings account um, and then start my business. So then I had that security pocket, but I'm very much so the personality to where if I really want to do something, I just want to dive right in. And I just know like, hey, if I really want to do something and I'm fully committed to it, I'm going to figure out a way no matter what. That's it's not the right personality you need to have, but that's just me. I'm very if you ask like my family members, my friends even if it's not business related, just a decision I want to do. I'm very spontaneous. I'll act on it right away. I'll figure out the stress and stuff later. Um, did that cause me a lot of stress down the road for business? Thousand percent every single month, especially when my expenses and everything were up super high, which we're going to talk about. Um, I got super, super stressed and like constantly stressing about money, constantly trying to make it at the end of the day. Um, but now looking back, I will say that I'm glad that I took that route, even though it was super stressful and probably just taxing on like my mental health and everything as ever. I am really happy that I did that rather than like taking out a $100,000 business loan or $50,000 business loan, because then I would have been drowning in that right now and probably regretting like everything about that. Um, but if you have a business loan or you did something like that, you know, you can't go back in time and, and, you know, reverse the situation. And we can definitely talk about tactics here at the end of like figuring out a plan. Uh, so basically I put everything into my business financially the last two and a half years, uh, for, for not the last two and a half years, like two years or so, um, until like this past year, um, like the last six months of last year is when I drastically started changing everything. But in the beginning, especially I was putting everything into my business because I knew at the end of the day, like I was going to give it my all if I wanted it to work and everything, um, which I definitely think you do need to make sacrifices financially. But um, 
there's a difference between making sacrifices and like still taking risks, but then being smart at the end of the day, if that makes sense. And so I just got to a point, you guys, where it's so crazy to think this, but I was literally at the point in my business to where I got up to the point of making, I think my highest month with all the financial stress was like 20, it was like 25, $26,000 a month. And I was like getting up to this point and, you know, even like framed to some people as this very sex, su successful, quote unquote, 20, 21 year old at the time was when I, when I reached, you know, I was like 10, 15, 20, like building up this successful 21 year old and successful 22 year old who's like building this business and people are like talking up about and everything. But then on the backside, the side where I feel like a lot of coaches are, where they, they're kind of just like flexing their gross income and saying like, oh, like I made. 10k a month this month like that's like a really hot point for coaches like 10k a month or like 15k a month or 20k a month 30k I'm making 40k a month but then if you look on the backside and you're looking at you know how much they're actually netting which is you know and struggling on top of that and this is where I was I was struggling to pay off my credit card bill which I didn't even like which I'm going to go into tips actually with credit cards I'm not going to bring that up now but where I was at my lowest point, like financially was I was struggling to pay off the credit card that I had. I could barely make the minimum payment, you guys. And I know that other people can 200% relate to that. There's been so many other coaches in my DMs who felt the same exact way where you just feel like, dang, I can barely make, maybe it's not a credit card, but maybe it's like, I can barely afford the minimum payment of my student loans, which we're definitely gonna talk about student loans. Cause right now in the time that I'm recording this episode, all the interest is paused on your student loans. All the interest is paused, you guys. If you're not making payments and like putting all your effort into that, like what are you doing right now? Like this is the best best time we may never get back before interest starts up again. But anyway, I was struggling to pay off my credit card bill despite being this quote unquote successful, I'm putting this in quotations as I'm recording this successful 21 year old of successful business and is, you know, hitting 20K months and this, this, and this. And it's just like, dang, but I can barely pay off like my minimum balance of my credit card bill. Like what, what is that? You know, uh, my student loans were just sitting there. Um, I was consistently making monthly payments, but I was doing like a hundred dollar payments every single month. And I could barely do that, but I was just like, okay, I want to try and like make at least a little bit of a dent right now. And I, it made me feel good at the end of the month if I could at least put a little bit of money towards them. Um, and then on top of all that, at the end of the month, paying out my VAs, paying out my assistant coaches, paying out all my expenses that I had, I could barely pay myself for rent, for groceries, for this, for that. I was stressing every single month on where I would end up. Um, it was like, okay, if I don't at least make 10 to $15,000 a month, like how am I gonna pay my coaches? How am I gonna pay my VAs? How am I gonna pay this or that? Um, and I just felt like every single month I was trying to make meets end. And even again, if you don't own a business, it could be like you're living paycheck to paycheck every single month. And you feel like you just never have any money to save or do. Um, and so that's where I was at um, for my credit card bill. Because I, I know some people probably ask this, like, where was I at for that? Did I have more than one? So I had my Discover card, like I said, and since at the time, and this is another thing that I am proud of myself for staying disciplined at is I didn't allow myself to get any other um, credit cards because I was like, okay, if I can barely pay off this Discover card right now, 
why does it make any other sense for me to go and get another credit card? Um, now, again, I said, I'm not a financial expert. I know now that there's like some credit cards you can get um, for business and you can get cash back and whatever. I'm actually going to be looking into that this year. But I was like, at the time, I wasn't even thinking about that stuff. Cause I was like, okay, I'm, I was in like fight or flight mode. I was like, I have to make this much money for my business. I have to like try and pay off this stuff. I can barely pay off my own expenses. I'm not going to add any more credit card, you know, debt or anything like that until I'm able to pay this off. So I was happy that I did that. Um, if you do have more credit cards or whatever, um, it's okay. Like, again, you can't go back and like change what you've already decided and what you've spent, but I would highly recommend, this is just my advice, take it or leave it if you want to or not, is to not allow yourself to get any more credit cards or to like up how much, um, what your limit is on that credit card. Like I never did that. My discover card, like I know I could go higher on it, but I had it like, um, had, I think it was. 23 or $2,400. And I knew, you know, I could get it higher if I wanted, but I was like, no, like I can barely pay this off right now. Like, why would I want to go and raise my credit card when, you know, it just doesn't make sense. So that's where I was at in like all honesty. And like, again, I just want to be super vulnerable on this episode and just like tell you guys exactly where I was at. So then you can get a clear idea of how I made the changes that I did to get where I am today. Um, and so now I want to give you guys kind of a background of where I am now. Like what changes did I make? How did I go from this to this? I'm going to start kind of outlining the changes that I made. And then we can go into like the tips that I would recommend and like find it, making a plan and everything like that. So if you guys follow me on social media, you've probably seen over the past six months, probably since August of um, 2022 here that I started making a pretty big pivot and changes with my business, my brand. Most people aren't going to know this, but I changed the entire back end of my business too as well. And um, I almost like basically kind of, I didn't like wipe my whole slate clean and started from scratch uh, because obviously like I still do coaching and everything like that, but I started basically changing everything <laughs> in summary uh, because it was like, not only was I overly stressed financially. And I was just like, felt like, again, I was just trying to make it every single month, but I was not happy at all with the way that my brand was the way that I was running my business, the way that I was feeling about my business, the way that it was being promoted, the way that I was signing on clients. I fucking hated it all. Being honest with you guys hated it. And on top of that, I was financially stressed. And then I got to the point where I was like, what the hell is going on? You know, even a few months before August, I just felt like I wasn't motivated. And I look back now and I'm like, hmm, I wonder why. <laughs> and it's just like, you might be feeling this way too. If I have other coaches um, listening right now, like if you feel like the past couple months, you just haven't had that spark like you used to, like ask yourself, you know, like, is it because you're running your business in a way that you don't like it? Is it because you're over, you love the way that you're running your business, but you just have so many expenses that it isn't making it fun because these are things that we can change you guys. It isn't like stuff that you're stuck in forever. You can easily change these things. And that's exactly what I decided to do. So one thing that I feel like a lot of coaches are maybe like embarrassed to talk about, but again, I'm just going to be fully transparent on here because I know I'm not the only one is I cut nearly all expenses and all hires from my business. 
I have a uh, fitness app right now. If you follow me on Instagram stuff, you probably already know that I have a fitness app. So I have a team on the back end that handles customer support emails, things like that, that for me. But other than that, I let go of everyone, everything. And we can kind of maybe talk about the mindset behind that because I think that whenever we make changes like that, especially as a CEO, we get the fee- we get those thoughts of like, you're failing. You let this person down you yeah are just like a failure and that's that's definitely not true at all but first thing is like I cut out nearly all expenses that weren't absolutely needed quote-unquote needed how um, well needed as in like I was gonna say basically all the ones that a lot of other mentors in the past have told me that I should have and that are quote-unquote needed in the business I got rid of so that like could come down to some examples I'm just gonna throw out that I've cut out is Calendly, DocuSign, Typeform, things like that. And I switched and used completely like a free version because there's almost free versions for everything. Instead of Typeform, I use Google Form now. Instead of Calendly, I book people on my Google, Google Calendar and send them the invite that way. Instead of DocuSign, you can still send them the document and have them sign themselves. Like it's it's all free stuff that you can do. And that's another thing that I wanted that, um, some other, you know, higher level coaches and mentors that I've worked with, you know, they, that have helped me out and especially helped me get to where I'm today with like being debt-free and everything is, um, they always said, you know, like the beauty of being in the coaching space is it's almost, it is almost a debt, um, like a zero expense business, basically. Like there's a few things that you want to invest in and pay for and stuff like that, but it's almost like $0 to get into this type of business. But now, people have overcomplicated it and tried to come out with all these new apps and all these new systems. And don't get me wrong. If you're building a really big business and you're going to have like 20 assistant coaches, or you're going to have even like three assistant coaches and stuff like you're going to have to invest in a little bit more expenses. You're going to have to out, um, you know, like do some, what is it called? I wasn't going to say outreach outsource. (laughs) That's the word you're going to have to outsource. And that's how you're going to have to scale. Like, trust me guys, like it's, it's needed. Like, fully understand that totally been there but what I'm saying is a lot of coaches and a lot of businesses are just doing it way too soon and they're doing it when their business itself is barely even profitable and that's where I was at and on top of that guys I've never in my entire life wanted to have a big um coaching team and to ha- and to be like a CEO that has assistant coaches and stuff I've never wanted that but then almost every single mentor that I have had and that's, you know, for scaling, building businesses has shoved me in that direction. And it's not me like, again, bashing on anyone in particular or anything, because they're, I understand that they're teaching what they know and they're helping. They want to help you get to, I feel like first it's like 10 K month. And it's like, Oh, we're going to build a million dollar business. And this is how they do it. And they want to show you that same route. But for me, I knew that I wanted to do many other things besides fitness coaching um, and for a lot of other fitness coaches that I've talked to, in my experience, at least a lot of them just want a profitable coaching business. They don't want to have 45 assistant coaches and be stressed to the max. They just want to have a profitable business. Um, but overall, even if you do want to have assistant coaches, just make sure, though, like right now in the beginning, especially that you're you're actually having a profitable business first and you have to earn the right to outsource. So basically I let go of those expenses. I let go of the hires. 
said, bye-bye VA, bye-bye assistant coaches, made some hard-ass decisions. It wasn't fun. I'm not going to sit here and be like, yeah, it was easy. No, it sucked, you guys. I lost friendships. Uh, I made some bad relationships with people. It was terrible. Um, and that's all I'm going to say about that. But it's just like, sometimes I realized before I made those hard decisions that I was allowing my emotions to go like alter my um, decisions, which is terrible. I feel like a lot of business owners can struggle with this, especially us ladies, maybe our emotions can really fuck up our decision-making in, in business. Now, I'm not saying you should never use your emotions with your business when it comes to like your morals, your values, what you want to do, what makes you happy. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying when you have to make a decision based on like, let's say like this example, letting people go, like keeping someone or letting them go. And you can see that the business, first of all, doesn't need all these hires and doesn't need them. But then you're like, oh, you're all worried about losing a friend or, um, you know, making a bad relationship or having them talk shit about you on you know, social media or whatever, and you're worrying about all those things that could happen, you're just prolonging the success that your business could, that you could be making personally and for your business. And so you have to be more logical with your business decisions and keep your emotions out of it. And so that is a big lesson that I learned um, over the past year. But once you make those decisions, and your business starts improving and you start running it the way that you want to, you start adding in your morals, you start pivoting your brand, you love everything about it, you're going to thank yourself 10 times fold for making that hard decision. I know I have, um, there hasn't been a day that's went by that I'm like, oh shit, I made the wrong decision. No, I made the best decision that I could have ever made. And so, especially if you're a coach right now, I want you to think about what are all the expenses that you currently have? Are they absolutely needed? Are all the hires that you have, are they absolutely needed? Or is your business barely profitable and you just hired a VA because your business coach told you that you should hire a VA? Get honest with yourself. You know your business better than your mentor ever will. I don't care who your, your mentor is. You know your business better than anyone else. And you need to start acting like it and taking responsibility for it instead of people pleasing and just hiring because you're afraid of upsetting them. Just my opinion. <laughs> and it's helped me a hell of a lot to have that mindset. And another thing that I did was after I started, I let those people go and I cut those expenses is I went back and I got to give my first ever mentor a huge shout out here. Her name's Courtney Tucker. She was always huge into finances. She was the first ever mentor that I worked with. I went back to the very first finance sheet that she gave me. And this is something you guys can do, even if you don't have it, is you can start a um, spreadsheet in Excel, or you can even look one up. There's a ton of free ones. There's even, I think there's a finance one you can even type in on Excel and it's already like done for you and stuff. There's a ton of free ones though online that you can do and you start. And I kept a spreadsheet and it was for my business expenses. So at the top, I have one that um, I'll put, for instance, I'll do it each month. And let's say, you know, January is this month. I'll put, this is my goal for the month. It's how much money I want to make gross income. And then below it's like, here are the expenses, the projected recurring expenses that are going to come in. And then it tells me, you know, this is how much total expenses put this much away for taxes. And then this is how much you're going to have left over at the end of the month to like pay yourself essentially. And so I started using that spreadsheet again. And then I also recently have made uh, one that was for personal expenses as well. So basically 
I made a copy of that one, but then I changed it out and put in personal expenses. So like rent, I put in like a guest, you know, for groceries for each month, for gas, um, just things that you're going to spend money on every single month. Wi-Fi, if you have Netflix, Hulu, and then you're going to know how much money you're going to have left over after those um, expenses, after those like mandatory expenses come out. So I started doing that every single month because I think just being more consciously aware, first of all, of where all of your money is going, you guys, not just in your business, but also in your personal life is so freaking important. And I put this in parentheses on my notes. I said, don't just have a bookkeeping team, do your business expenses and your numbers. And then you have no idea like what your actual numbers are. You're just like, oh, they're doing my books. It's fine. Like, I don't have to worry about it. I know that I made $10,000 this month. They're doing my books for me. It's whatever. Like, no, that's being lazy. And that's, you're, you're not being financially responsible doing that every single month, you know, just cause I, I'm not working with a bookkeeping team anymore because I don't have any hires. I can do it by myself. I don't feel like it's worth the investment, at least not for me right now. Um, but even beforehand, if I was working with a bookkeeping team, like the months before I stopped with them, I started doing my books again, my own ones. So then I could see and be like, wow, you know, this, this, here's my recurring expenses. They're all cleared up, but then, huh, I can kind of see in the past, you know, I've spent money on stupid things, or I spent a little bit more money on this or that. And you can start being more consciously aware of it. And then uh, for me, I think what's helped a lot is when I set the goals in the beginning of the month and I'm like, oh, I want to make, you know, X amount of dollars this month. And then it shows me like, this is how much you're going to take home to me, especially like being someone that had that financial stress. It was felt like I was giving away my money to everyone else. It's very motivating to me to be like, damn, like if I work really hard, if I only spend, you know, my expenses on this stuff that I have on the sheet this month, like I'm going to have so much more money to personally take home or invest in the business or whatever. Um, so it's very like self-motivating too as well. And then next thing here is um, setting a financial plan and setting goals alongside of that. Whew, just had to take a drink of my tea there. Okay, setting financial goals, having a plan. So along with like making business goals, because I feel like especially being coaches and business owners and stuff were like, oh, like Q1 or like, especially in the beginning of the year, we're probably like January, I want to make this much money. And Q1, I want to be here. End of the year, I want to make this much money. We're, we're putting in a conscious effort to make business goals. Why aren't we making like also financial goals and just as a thought out plan for ourselves as we are for our business? And that was something I really had to call myself on out on because I was putting so much time into my business plan and everything. And I was like, well, I still have debt. I still have student loans. I still have things that I would love to personally accomplish. And um, it always seemed like at the end of the year, um, just like someone who makes weight loss goals for the year, the average American, they make health goals, right? And what happens? They fall off after the first couple months. That's how I used to be like with like financial goals. I'd be like, oh, I want to make, you know, I want to like pay off this, this and this. And then I would look back in December and be like, oh yeah. It's like the only thing on my vision board I didn't achieve or, oh yeah, I totally forgot. You know, oh, I said I was going to pay off my my debt or my credit card bill, but oh, that didn't happen. Oh, well, like, you know, I'll probably try to like get better at it or, or I want to. And then I say those little things to try and make myself feel better and then nothing changed. So if that's you, it's okay. But call yourself out right now and just get honest with yourself. And now we can actually make a plan together. So 
um, I made a game plan that I could follow to pay off my loans and my debt. So what I did basically was I sat down and you can write on a piece of paper, you can write it in an, another Excel sheet, you can write it on a Word doc. Um, and I wrote out all the debt that I had. So I wrote down, which for me was like my credit card bill. Um, and then I had a, uh, like my student loans, like I was saying, oh yeah. And then I also had, um, cause I bought like some furniture for my apartment. So, and I had that on uh, a credit card or whatever too. So then I had that on top of that, but that was only like, it was like $1,500, $1,200, something like that. So I had that and I, I wrote that down and I was like, okay, this is the amount of debt that I have. Next thing that I did was I looked to see if any of those had um, interest to as well. So like I said, in the time that I'm recording this episode, student loan debt um, have been paused, interest rates have been paused. Uh, and then for my Discover card, that's the thing, the thing that had interest on it. And then my uh, other card that I use for furniture, that Ashley Furniture Store one, um, I don't believe, no, that one didn't have interest on it, only for like the first, like, I don't know how many months or whatever. But so the first thing that, I did was I wrote all that down, wrote down if they had any interest on and I like starred that. So I was like, okay, discover card, like credit cards or whatever, that's going to be priority right now because student loans, there's no interest on that. There's no interest on the other one. So that's going to be next. Then I'm going to be paying off the, the furniture and then it's going to go into uh, my student loans. So first like outlining which ones you want to pay off first, because especially if you have a few, you guys it can get kind of overwhelming and you're like, oh my God, I just have so much debt. Like I feel embarrassed about it. I, I don't even know where to start. Uh, it's just so much of it. Like, no, like you just need to break it down into steps. You just need to make a reverse engineer plan. If you've done that for your business, for instance, reverse engineer, I mean, like you want to make this much money a month. Okay. Now we're making a plan as that, like how we'll hit that goal. You have to do that for your, your debt and your, your finances too. And that's what, what really helped me. And so then Next thing was I started holding myself accountable. Um, oh, I do want to add in. So like I said, I decided like which ones I was going to pay off first. And then I was like, okay, now that I have, you know, the expenses down, I don't have anyone working for me. Um, and I'm saying, you know, this is kind of roughly like my goal for the month, how much money I want to hit. And then on my ex Excel spreadsheet, you know, it told me like, this is how much money I'll have at the end of the month. Then I was like, okay, I can project and say, okay, I'll roughly have enough to cover my credit card bill or, you know, the furniture store bill and this, this, and this. And you can start, you know, giving yourself an estimate of like, okay, that's how much money I'm going to have to put towards these um, credit cards or debt. And so for me, I will say, since I didn't have a, like a big payment on, on a credit card or whatever, like I said, I kept it at 23, 2400. I didn't allow myself to like move it up or anything like that. I, um, I was able to like pay that off in like a month, um, and just put a big payment towards that. Um, if you maybe, you know, even if 2400 is like a little bit too much for you, or if you have way more credit card debt than that, I would recommend being like, okay, my goal is to have this credit card paid off in X amount of months. Let's say it's six months, for instance. Then you can, of course, divide the total amount by six and be like, okay, this is the monthly payment I need to make towards my credit card to reach my goal. That's what you can do. And then if you make more money, you know, in a month, you surpass your goal for your business. You get a raise at work. Um, you sell some of your clothes on Poshmark or something like that. You can go and I put the extra money towards my credit card or towards your debt. Um, instead of using that money towards 
a Louis Vuitton purse or um, going out drinking or, you know, clothes or Amazon, anything like that. Going to the mall, hanging with the girlfriends. I put it towards my debt instead because that was super, super important to me. And it's something that I really, really wanted to do. And it was my number one goal this year. And so overall, guys, I held myself accountable is what I'm saying. And this is another really good tip that you can do. And I do this uh, whenever I have, well, I mean, I don't want to say that I'm not serious about some goals, but when I have a specific goal that I'm really, really laser focused on that I want to achieve in like a year or six months or something like that, I tell my close friends and some like family members, whatever, like basically something that you can trust to tell these goals. And I let them know that I'm going to be achieving this because what this does is it puts more pressure on you because you're like, oh shit, what am I going to tell my friends? For for me, at least I'm just like, dang, I don't want to like tell my friends here that I'm going to be debt free like this year. And then I'm just like, haven't made any progress. You know what I mean? Like I want to go and do this. So by telling other people, you're going to be way more accountable because sometimes, especially even when it goes, it goes back to like fitness goals or anything else that you have, it can be hard, especially in the beginning when you're trying to create this new habit to stay accountable. And so us as coaches, we're like, oh, that's why you need to get a coach when you start your fitness journey, right? You don't need, I mean, you can get a financial coach, like financial advisor and stuff. But for me, I was like, I want to get more accountability with this to make sure I really achieve this. So I'm going to tell my two closest friends and I'm going to tell like a few of my family members. So that's just another tip that you can do if you, if you're really serious about it, you want some extra skin in the game. You can even tell them like, Hey, check in on, check in with me on this goal. And like, like once a month or like in a couple months and just ask me how it's going. So then I know that, you know, you're going to be asking me that and I can keep myself accountable to that. So that's what I would recommend there. Um, and so, and like I said before, if I surpassed my goal, I would put money towards um, the loans, whatever, do that. But this is something that I did want to bring up. Let's say I achieved my goal or surpassed it. I'd make sure that I would put enough money, if not more towards the debt that I had, but I would also make sure to still do something for myself each month, such as going out to a nice restaurant, getting a massage, um, you know, just anything like that. That's a reward, but you can actually afford it. That's a big thing there. Um, and so for me, I personally, every single month or maybe like depending on how well I'm doing, how well I'm crushing and stuff. Let's say, uh, for instance, like I'll just tell you what I did last month. So last month I had a really, really, I ended the year with my best month in business ever. And I was like, damn, like what I like to do for myself is I like to go out because I live in Nashville. So I live like right next to the city here. I like to go and make a reservation. I do this alone. Ladies, it is self-love is hell to take yourself out on a date. But if you're with someone like you can bring, you know, your significant other with as well, of course. But I like to take myself out to a really bougie ass dinner. I love getting dressed up. Maybe like, you know, maybe you have like, you can invest in, you don't have to spend like, I think one misconception too, is you can still dress really nice without spending like a shit ton on your outfit either. So if you're like on a budget, you can still, of course, like go on Amazon or this or that. Uh, you don't have to like completely break, break the bank is my point in this, but I like to take myself out to a nice ass restaurant. I like to get a nice steak dinner. Let's just say for instance, bougie glass of wine. I like to sit, 
you know, if it's a good view of the city or just like a really fancy dinner, I have to sit, have a drink, have a really nice dinner um, and just take myself out and just, again, get ready because then I feel hot, feel sexy, feel good. And I just like doing that for myself. Like it makes me feel really good. It's just like self-love to myself. Um, or maybe like you've really been wanting to get a massage for a really long time, like go and book yourself an hour, two hour, book yourself a spa day, you know, um, just make sure it's something you can actually afford. You're not breaking out your credit cards again. You're not like, you know, going out of your way because again, that's just defeating the purpose. It's money that you have. Um, usually for me, like I can for sure right now, it's just like, I can definitely do a few hundred dollars and go to a nice dinner, um, and treat myself that way. So make sure that you do that though. My point in this, you guys is, um, especially if you have like quite a bit of debt, it's awesome to start working towards it. Every single time you make payments towards everything, you're going to get like, you're going to feel good about it. You know, like inside, you're really going to feel good about it, but it can be, uh, if you don't do anything for yourself along the way, and you're just paying off the debt and doing this and that, it can kind of push you back into that mindset of like, oh, I'm, I'm working super hard. And then I'm just giving my money away. Kind of like where I was at with all the expenses and all the hires. I was like, oh, I'm just giving my hard-earned money away. I'm not really treating myself. So you want to treat yourself because you're working your ass off. You're taking initiative to make your finances your main priority right now. That's freaking amazing. Um, it's crazy. I should have started the podcast with this, but it's crazy because I searched on, um, I Googled this. So who knows if it's truly accurate, but Google says that the average American has like $93,000 in debt, like almost six figures in debt, which is insane. And you're choosing to make a conscious effort to get rid of yours and to live a debt-free lifestyle. And so give yourself like a little bit of props for that, like give yourself a good reward for that. And so another tip that leads me into being patient, because especially if you do have quite a bit, I know that when we start working towards the debt, it's kind of just like, oh, I just want it all to be gone right away, right? Or like, oh, I just I just want to like pay it all off and do this and do that. Um, and it can kind of just be, again, discouraging because maybe you have a lower month in business or you, again, uh, an unexpected expense comes up and like you need, your car needs to get work on or like your apartment price goes up or just something like that happens. Uh, you, your friend comes into town and you want to go out with them one night. Like just sometimes expenses come up. Well, actually the last one wasn't an unexpected expense. Your friend comes into town, but you get, you guys, what I get, you guys get what I mean. Something with your car happens, something with your kids happens. Like that's a priority that you need to do is my whole point. Like just remind yourself that of your long-term goals or remind yourself of where you want to be and why you're putting in the time right now to maybe even if it's like living below your means to pay off your debt, you're like, damn, I could get this really nice apartment or like I could have this really nice car, but I, instead I'm going to choose to use that extra $300 or $500 a month and I'm going to put it towards my loans. It's just, it can be, again, <laughs> kind of like frustrating or discouraging at first because you're like, oh, you want to, again, have that in your life, but then just remind yourself of your long-term goals. Maybe you, you want that car in the future. You want to have, for me, you know, one, which is I, some people kind of like, like laugh at me, give me shit and everything. Cause uh, I'm single right now, but I'm just like, I know one big goal for me in my life is I want to have a really nice wedding and say a, a huge wedding or anything. It's just said a nice wedding. And so it's just like, remind yourself right now. I know that I'm going to have to save for that and everything and pay off th these loans. Like, I don't want to have that when I have my wedding or when I buy, you know, a nice car here within the next year. And so just remind yourself of the bigger picture, remind yourself of the things that you really want down the road and how taking care of this stuff first is really going to make you not only feel 
better, but it's going to set you up way better for the future too, as well. And so um, setting once, okay, let's just say perfect world right now. You go, you make a plan, you commit, you fully put in payments towards all the loans and the debt that you have. And then you're like, damn, you're either completely debt-free, which, you know, if you, if you end up being that and stuff or close to that and you, you do achieve that, like, congrats, that's fucking amazing. Um, let's just say you do that or you get really close and you're like, oh, I only have like a couple thousand on a credit card or whatever, just basically you're close to having it all gone. It is super important to set financial goals, a new game plan, and also boundaries after that too, as well. Because just like fitness, you guys, if you want to keep what you've achieved, if you want to maintain your physique or maintain where you're at or get better, you have to be accountable to it. You have to keep up your good work and everything as well. We're not just doing all this work. Like I was saying before, treating yourself, like we're not just doing all this work and paying off the credit card for you to go and like stack it back on and be like, God damn it. I'm back. I'm back with it again. And I'm back in debt. And now I don't, I'm back at square one. Like, no, hold yourself accountable. Um, I know most people who are listening to this are going to already have like debt first they need to work through, but just be thinking about that for the future. You are getting out of debt. So then you can, again, be more financially secure. Don't put yourself back in that position. Same thing as fitness. We lose 20 pounds. We don't want to go and gain 30 back, right? Same exact thing. Um, and then finally, I want to give like some, I put, I listed them as like, quote unquote, side tips. Um, but these are just like some simple other things that you can think of, because especially if um, you, let's say, cut back on some business expenses, you let go of some people and you're like, dang, like, I don't really know, like, I wish I had more money left over for your personal account every single month. And uh, maybe even just business expenses still start thinking about things that you're doing in your everyday life that you are spending money on. So this might take you to um, go back in the next few months of your bank statements and look at things that you're spending money on and just get really honest with yourself. And so I'm 23. So if people are around my age, which to be honest with you guys, most of my friends are way older than me. <laughs> I've always been called an old soul, but I think people, um, you know, especially twenties, thirties, maybe even forties, heck fifties, who knows? Look and see, like, are you going out every single weekend? When I say going out, it could mean um, if you're in your 20s, it could mean if you're a person that goes like to the clubs and stuff, it could mean restaurants. Um, it could mean you're just, again, going out and spending money. How often are you doing that? How often are you spending money on things like coffee, energy drinks, alcohol? Those things all add up. Um, how often are you like going to a bar and getting like drinks and stuff? Is it every single week? How often are you ordering in food? That's a big thing for people. Um, it doesn't seem like it's a lot of money at the time, but if you're doing it really often, go and see how much money you are spending in a month on it. How often are you shopping? Are you ordering off of Amazon? Are you ordering off of Princess Polly, which is my favorite boutique? <laughs> how often are you doing that? You know, like, are you spending a couple hundred dollars a month on that? Could you cut back for a couple months and put that towards your debt instead. Um, are you like shopping? It made me think of like gambling. Are you gambling, playing fantasy football? Are you doing any of that? Like look into those things. Um, subscriptions, that's another thing I just thought of right now. On your phone, if you have like an Apple phone, for instance, are you paying monthly for any apps that you just totally forgot about? Do you have any uh, 
I don't think really people do like magazine subscriptions anymore, but maybe like I know some people do. So magazine subscriptions or anything like that. How much money are you spending on that? Uh, if you have Netflix, Hulu, Disney Plus, uh, Peacock, like six different things or whatever, like do you really use all of those? Because yeah, maybe you are just spending like 15, you know, dollars a month on this stuff, which getting out my calculator right now, because math has never been my strong suit. But even if you're, you know, spending, you know, $15 a month, $10 a month, anything like that, you could be saving like a, a couple, like hundred dollars a year, you guys, and you could be putting that towards, you know, loans or anything else like that. It may not seem like a lot in the beginning, but over the course of a year, two years, three years, like you're sitting here and wondering, you know, why you can't pay off your debt and stuff, little money, especially business expenses add up at the end of the day. I don't care if it's $5, $10, it adds up. And so always be looking at that stuff too, um, as well. And so I hope that this podcast episode helped. I just wanted to be fully transparent with you guys and just, again, share my story, share exactly what I did. And that's honestly, like I said, exactly what I did. I wrote out a plan. I stayed really accountable to it. And I'm being totally honest with you guys. My original plan was to give myself until uh, my big overall goal. When I made like my vision board in December, I said I wanted to be debt-free before my 24th birthday, which is October 12th. So before October 12th of 2023, I wanted to have my debt paid off. And I did it by the end of um, January here, going into early well, February or so if by the time it like processes online. But once I make the payment, I just, I just count it. <laughs> and so by the end of January, 2023 here, uh, the first month of the year, I managed to fully pay it off, which feels amazing. You guys, it feels almost weird if I'm being honest, not having anything and like thinking that, but if I can do it, you can do it. Uh, make a game plan, stay accountable to it. Uh, if you have a spouse, make a game plan together. I think that's awesome. Hold each other accountable for it. And just everything helps at the end of the day. Money comes, money goes. It's very easy to spend things uh, and spend money very easily and blindly without knowing it. But once you become more consciously aware um, of your finances and where everything is at, I promise you, you're just going to feel a hell of a lot more responsible, a hell of a lot more um, better overall. And just a lot more happier too as well. So thank you for tuning in. Feel free to shoot me a message on Instagram. If you have questions, if you got value out of the episode, leave a good review, make sure you're subscribed and I will see you all in the next episode.